Welcome to Raising Christian Kids. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate that children build a strong, foundational relationship with Jesus before the age of 10. Children need head and heart knowledge in order to stand strong against the world's ever-increasing rejection of Christianity. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help to solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and help the next generation to love Jesus with all their heart, soul, and mind. Hello, and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Did you know that when an infant or a baby cries, other infants and babies begin to cry in sympathetic distress? If you're a young mother who attends a Mommy and Me class, I bet you know this already. From the beginning of life, infants are sensitive to the distress of others. They also express joy when their needs are met. When you are breastfeeding or bottle feeding, connect that moment of their needs being met with the name of Jesus. Isabella, are you happy? Jesus loves Isabella. Remember, this is the time that you are preparing the soil. You're connecting loving thoughts about Jesus. I remember breastfeeding my son. First, he started out very cranky and angry because he was hungry. But as he started to breastfeed, I could see in his face and feel in his body that he was just enjoying his need of hunger being met. And so I would talk to him about Jesus and I would tell him that Jesus loves him. This is a great way, again, to connect this wonderful feeling that they're having with the name of Jesus. Also, write down how many times you say the word mommy or daddy to your child. You should be saying the name of Jesus just as much as you say mommy and daddy or even more. You are building a foundational love between you and your child and you should include God and Jesus. After all, God is their heavenly father and you want them to call the name of Jesus long after you leave this world. So let me start with a few little milestones today. From birth to two years of age, they learn the world through their senses of manipulation of objects. And learning also comes from imitation. They love to imitate the adults in their lives. My daughter would wear my shoes every day, every single pair. She'd clunk, 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 and then she'd march back, get another pair, and clunk, 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 back out to another room. I had shoes all over the house. I would have to pick them up and carry them back to my closet. But I loved that. She wanted to be like mommy. She wanted to look like mommy and act like mommy. Another thing is that they remember what you do and they want to do it. For example, your two-year-old son sees you bowing your head to pray at dinner. He will imitate you the next day by bowing his head. He will recall this action and he will automatically want to do it. Each day, take a few minutes to make sure your child sees you praying and reading your Bible. The more you do this, the more they will want to do it as well. Then you have helped your child build a daily routine that one day will become second nature to them. You'll hear them say, Mommy, time to pray and read our Bible. It'll be music to your ears. At age two, it is also time to teach them how to say no to themselves and yes to you. They have to develop self-control and discipline. Even though they may understand the meaning of the word no, it's still hard for them to stop doing the things they're instructed not to do. We know what that's like. Paul, the Apostle Paul, you know, in Romans, he says, 
The things I do, I don't want to do. And the things I want to do, I don't do. We can all relate to that. We do the same thing as adults. But be consistent. We know that no is their favorite word. Praise them when they do something that shows restraint. For example, when they know they cannot take that piece of candy out of the candy dish and you witness them holding that piece of candy in their tiny little hands and they're thinking about eating it, but then they gently place it back in the candy dish. They are learning to say no to themselves and yes to your rules and commands. Tell them that Jesus saw them and he is so happy to see that they're following mommy and daddy's rules. Remember, bring Jesus into every situation. Now, if your child has a hard time learning to have self-control, it would be good to help them practice self-control when they are not in an actual situation in which they have a hard time using self-control. For example, during playtime, take one of their teddy bears and act out the situation. Let your child hear the dialogue and witness the action of self-control. Mr. Bear, I know you wanted that piece of candy, and I know it made you sad to hear you cannot have it. But I am so proud of you, and so is God, because even though you wanted it, you knew it was not right to take it. Yay, good job, Mr. Bear. Role play is so important. Playtime is learning time. Now, usually when little ones hear the word no, they become very upset. This is when you have to make sure to empathize with them and express to them you understand how they're feeling. I see that you're angry, Brian, because you wanted to wear your winter coat outside. Is that right? Yes, Mommy. Well, I can understand that you would like to do that, and you really like your winter coat. But, honey, it's too hot outside, and if you wear your winter coat outside, you'll become too hot and sweaty and sticky, and you could get sick from being too hot. But mommy promises when it gets cold outside, you can wear your winter coat. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. My child screams when they don't get their way. And there's no way they're going to listen to me explain to them the reason why. Well, if your child is having a temper tantrum, it's best to remove yourself from the situation. Of course, making sure your child is in a safe environment. By remove, I mean stay close to them, but do not engage with them while they are having a meltdown. You have to be patient. Eventually they will stop and then you will be there to comfort them. I remember watching a video of a young father with his two-year-old daughter. She was having a full-blown temper tantrum. She laid on the floor, started kicking her feet. Well, he gently put his arm up underneath her feet so her heel of her foot would not strike the floor hard and hurt herself. And then when the temper tantrum stopped, She gently crawled up into his lap and he loved on her. That's what we need to do. They will not continue to go on in a temper tantrum forever and ever, even though it feels like they are going to. Believe me, they will stop. If you have an older child that becomes verbally or physically angry when you take away their iPod or game controller or you turn off the television, you need to explain the situation. Paul, You need to stop now. If you continue to talk to me disrespectfully, you will lose the privilege of playing that game for a week. You need to go to your room and cool off and then come back with a heartfelt apology. If they physically throw something or hit you, walk away and let them calm down. After they calm down, you can put into place a more severe consequence. But never change your mind or give in. The punishment must stay its course. And if your child has anger issues, you need to get professional help. 
But this is why discipline must start early and parents need to stay strong in their disciplining and not become wishy-washy. If you say no to TV for a week, then it's no to TV for a week. We will cover disciplining in future episodes. I know it's not easy raising a strong-willed child. You have to become a stronger-willed adult. Raising a strong-willed child is not for a weak parent. Get help and guidance if you need it. But don't give in. Stand strong and pray, pray, pray. Remember, this is the time you are building a foundation. Don't think it's okay. They will grow out of it. I remember reading somewhere someone said, children don't grow out of anything except their clothes. Children need boundaries and rules or they will one day become an adult that is not respectful of boundaries and does not adhere to the rules and that can lead to devastating consequences. Okay, back on topic here. By the age of five, 90% of their brain has developed. They have empathy, sympathy, and they comprehend language. In fact, did you know that a six-month-old understands much more than they can verbalize? This is the time to create a vocabulary and a category in their mind that is all about Jesus and his word. If your child is older, it's okay. It's never too late to start. Did you know it takes approximately 60-some days to start a new habit? It is encouraging the desire and the will. For example, it's not hard to quit smoking. It's simple. You don't put a cigarette to your mouth. What is hard is changing the desire and the will. You have to encourage them to change their desire and the will. It takes time to change, but it can be done. You can be empowered to help your child overcome any bad habit. You have to also have the desire and the will to stay strong and steadfast. Always praying daily for strength and guidance from the Lord. You know, there's an old saying, only a fool trips on what's behind him. So don't let distractions distract you or the spirit of inadequacy dwell within you. Jesus said, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. What did he mean by that? Well, if you're plowing and you have your hands on the plow and you're looking forward where you're going, if you turn to look backwards to the left or the right, you'll veer off course. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Do not waste precious time. 1 Corinthians 3, 5 through 15 states that we are all co-workers working together to build the foundation by God's grace. Encourage family members to help you and make sure they also adhere to the guidelines and the rules you set. I mean, grandparents can have a little leeway, okay? But make sure for most of the time that they do adhere to the rules and the guidelines that you are setting in place for your children. You do not want your child to become an immutable adult because they never believed before or they were never raised that way. You know, I hear that so many times. Well, I never believed that before. My parents didn't raise me that way. I'm going to leave you today with a quote from Erwin Lutzer. Years ago, archaeologists found grain buried in the tombs of the Egyptian pharaohs. Incredibly, when they planted the seeds and exposed them to both water and sunshine, they grew. For some 4,000 years, these seeds gave no evidence of life. But under the right conditions, the life that was dormant grew. Listen, waiting or procrastinating can cause dire lifelong and eternal consequences. So get your tools ready and start planning the future harvest. Remember, you are instilling the only imperishable seed, Jesus Christ, through the living and enduring word of God. 
and it is how you start. Start early, stay strong, and prepare the soil well. And this week, pay attention to what you are doing when you're disciplining. Maybe write down what time of day it was that you had to discipline your child. Maybe you'll find that your child acts up when they're hungry or when they're tired. Most children do. And make sure also to be steadfast in your consequences and disciplining. Maybe write down a few things, put a few sticky notes somewhere that will remind you to speak about Jesus, to call his name out during the day, or to say an extra prayer with your child. After all, you are the one who's helping to build this strong foundation in Christ. Thank you for listening to Raising Christian Kids. May God continue to bless and guide you as you raise the next generation of Christian influencers and warriors for Christ. For more information, please visit RaisingChristianKids.com.